I'm what I'm thinking where the trends are going right now. I think the the next self help uh, lifestyle craze is going to be that you can just shit a little bit. Oh, like just like your butt, just like into your butt a little bit. Right, you can kind of just shit your pants a little bit. <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> it just hangs out in your butt. <laughs> It's like not if in you're your like you know, yet. it's just everybody's, in your butt. <laughs> everybody, nobody's going out anywhere. Everybody's quarantined, and yeah, we're we're all chained to the to the porcelain throne, right? We're like yeah. we're all like we all have to like obey, but like yes. why not just shit your pants a little bit? Yeah, I I legit when uh, when I was a little kid, um, and nobody had taught me all the fun slang for like gopher heading and stuff. I called having to really poop really bad, pooping your butt. Like when it was coming out just a little oh, bit. Oh man, I had to, I'm pooping my butt right now. <laughs> well, okay, but it makes a certain amount of sense. Like pooping it your does. pants, it's gotten to your pants. Pooping my butt, it's just, it's like it's contained an internal, within, it's contained right, the, within logic, the cheeks, the, the compass of my the, cheeks. I stand by the logic, but it's nonetheless a pretty silly term. Right. Yeah. Like, like how, like how a big, like ocean liner has multiple chambers in the hole that, that water yeah. can get through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that's it's like that with shit in your ass. The poop's in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we've we've done another poop themed cold open. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with this. Long ago in a distant land. Jingle jangle, Christmas Krangle. We're back with Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's the adult podcast about children's cartoons. My name is Andy. My name is Austin. I'm Rory. And we are back. This is our third week of a wonderful Advent calendar time. We're having a great time pulling apart those little cardboard doors. That's right. We couldn't be happier. Yeah, I'm incredibly happy. And, uh, and they are so stinky. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, the that's Christmas right. stink. I forgot yeah, we had this sort of weird fiction a, established a, where you can smell the advent calendar. I don't think that's that crazy because usually it's got like <laughs> chocolate or something in there, something you can smell. Yeah, but yeah. it's like I it's feel like, like you guys are. I feel like I'm feeling very gaslit by you two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it's like it's like Wait, gas station chocolate I, that <laughs> has very little smell. I need to know something, you guys. You guys, can Rory smell chocolate from a distance, like hard chocolate? Like, if there's a Hershey's bar on the table, can you smell it? Rory, my name is Professor <laughs> Charles Xavier. I'd like I you to join <laughs> my gifted youngsters with your ability to chocolate smell boy. chocolate. <laughs> from nearby, from very close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he can do it from inches farther than everyone else. The boy with the chocolate nose. <laughs> Uh, no, not like a wrapped Hershey's bar, but can't you smell a kiss or am I crazy? Like, because they're not tightly wrapped. Well, it depends on. Uh, I can you know smell. what I meant. Don't you? Don't be snarky. This is just more gas. This is more gaslighting. <laughs> that nose was made to smell my kiss. Bon, on, chicken, bon, on, chicken, bon, on, chicken. I'm doing chili peppers. Uh, <laughs> this episode is completely off the rails, uh, as if we ever have any rails. Uh, but it is it is definitely still an advent calendar situation, and we're still I, keeping the shows a secret. I'm feeling like, honestly, the Rory that you guys have come to know and and love is uh, having a lot of trouble staying on the podcast right now. Oh, really? Oh, really? I yeah, because I feel like not one of you, not nobody had my back. Nobody could have <laughs> said, you know what? It's not that weird to smell chocolate. <laughs> And I've been through this three-week gauntlet. And... Oh. Uh, I think I'm just going to leave the show for now. Oh, oh really? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Who, okay. Who, who are we going to have as our third you get, host? You don't get nothing. You should have thought about that for all your weird <laughs> chocolate comments. <laughs> You're not obligated to some sort of rule of three, three host malarkey wow okay it's on you this evil's on you riggy bobby well you know it seems like you maybe want me to apologize 
No, that time has come and gone, my friends. Oh, good. I mean, I was just saying what it seems like was happening. I wasn't really acting no. like I was going to do that. No, uh, I, I, I'm true to my word. I'm an honest person, and I'm leaving the podcast. Okay. Wow. Presently, all right. I'm exiting the show right now. Well, that fucking sucks. Uh, Austin, I don't really know how to how to do. Oh, this. I've got several ideas. You. Actually, hold on. I've I've got a list prepared. <laughs> Uh, oh. For this eventuality, so let me. Hey, just oh, oh God! What? 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 I smell something all the way from the garage. <laughs> oh. What is oh. it, honey? What is it? Uh, uh do you have t- thirty-one chocolates? How'd you know there were thirty-one? <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Hold Bring on. them oh, to sorry. the garage. Wait, I know you're doing a bit. I just need to know how many how many advent calendar days do you think there are? <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being razzed for being raised in a secular household. <laughs> sorry, I thought you could clearly smell the twenty five chocolates. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I thought you could clearly 24. smell the 24 chocolates, Austin. Depends. Who's going to go on fucking Some of them have had... Hey, 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 Some of them I've had have had 25. But you get an extra chocolate on Jesus' birthday. Hey, will you guys just fucking stop making fun of me for not knowing or knowing or whatever about how many chocolates there are in December? God damn it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sit down and watch some anime. Hey, ma! <laughs> we got two anime today. Stop. Spoiling what's in the advent calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Was on my toaster biscuit pizzas. This is such a fucking mess. (laughs) Oh Christ! Hey, it's been a long year. Hey, why don't you? Here, I got I got the advent calendar right here. I got a long year for you right here, Buster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do do us the honors and open the first, uh, third, sixth, fifth. Whatever this, the... It's the fifth. <laughs> it's our fifth door in the advent calendar, which only has six doors. Hey, G- Garage Rory, can you please open this one for me? Some might say that there's a seventh door for the f- for Christmas later that we would also... <laughs> there's a open. seventh door for Christmas! <laughs> open the seventh door for Christmas. No, really, please open this door for me. Open this door for me. Ba-ba-boom! Okay, everybody, I hope you're sitting down here in the Christmas garage. We got some laurels. We got some some wreaths hanging out. Uh, you know, we got some... some uh, uh, Ambiance. Yeah, we got some, like, uh, Christmas-colored bugles uh, that have the red and green bell pepper seasoning on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're good. We're sitting down, and, we're, you know, our favorite thing to do is you definitely heard the theme there. Uh, the the unbelievable theme that sounds again a lot like Wonderwall. Uh, I like Wonderwall. <laughs> Ma, play Wonderwall. Uh, can we actually play that cut of Wonderwall you edited a couple or earlier? Yeah, this yeah, year? yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're watching Beyblade again. Yes. We're watching Beyblade again. It's Beyblade episode two. Um, just before we jump in, I just, we watched this back during our Poke Clones arc. And yeah. we've not stopped thinking about it. No. All year. There's, there's something so <coughs> magical about a show that completely refuses to even try. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of anything. I mean, it's not a nothing burger, but it's like, it's not trying to be cool. It's not trying to be good. Uh, I understand. Like, I know it's associated with a product, but it doesn't feel like it's really trying to sell the product. 
Well, it's no, it's very it's not odd. edutainment. Yeah, it's just this <laughs> odd beast that refuses mm-hmm. to be in a box. And it's like well, not a fantasy world necessarily either. Like it's not a full fantasy world where <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's full of magic monsters like Pokemon. Uh, but it's also, yeah, it's just a. It, it's, it's like a, it's some sports anime alternate dimension. It's so willing to be terrible in such a fun way, and I'm not trying to sound like <laughs> that's not a that's not a backhand compliment. Like it no. is just really comfortable not trying to be like it's yeah it's it's just beyblade it's it's its yeah. own thing it's so silly. <laughs> god's no king's only beyblade <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb and it and it loves it yeah uh this this should also be mentioned i didn't do it in the in the preamble but uh before you read the summary this is this is my week this is third week this is my week uh beyblade and the other one uh are my picks and uh, I, I too, could not stop thinking about Beyblade. Rory's, like, just absurd anger about the, the fucking <laughs> sword dragon just, like, kept reverberating it's in so the empty space funny. in my skull. It's so <laughs> funny to add this, like, sword of destiny with a magic spirit inside of it and to have your hero completely reject it. And not in, like, a hero's journey, like, ten minutes <laughs> no, into the no movie. No, there's no intelligence he's, in that. Yeah, it's, 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 he just hates his family's dragon. <laughs> and he wants to play with tops. <laughs> he's, he rejects the show he's in. He wants to be in a different show. Mm-hmm. And even when, even when his friends, this is kind of jumping ahead, his friends show up. He lives in his grandpa's karate dojo. Yeah. Um, and... And they show up and they're they're like, you know, where's Tyson? And their grandpa, who is inexplicably like a surfer dude, um, <laughs> tells them he's training at the dojo where he lives. And they're like, training what? For Beyblade? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Of course not. Of course fucking not. No. But the show lives in a world where that's plausible. Right. That's yeah. a reasonable answer the two have gotten. <laughs> right. It's also a world where... It seems similar enough to the real world, albeit with like magic spirits, but like it's one of those like nobody's at school. Mm-hmm. Uh no you know, children seem to have free reign over abandoned warehouses. <laughs> the uh, streets are empty, save the children with blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a parent in sight. Um okay, okay. We gotta yes. read this in this summer. Please here. tell me what okay. happens this week. Beyblade episode two, Day of the Dragoon. Tyson's blade is destroyed by Kai due to the latter's bit beast Dronzer. Mom, bring me more of them combos. <laughs> bring me some bit beast Dronzers. Uh, Andrew and Kenny inform him that the shell killers are looking for the ultimate bit beast. Is oh, that that's, right. a that's a missed one. That's, uh, I missed, I missed the, replacing it. The blade sharks. Yeah. The blade the, the sharks. Blade sharks. <laughs> are looking for the ultimate bit beast nobody can beat. Andrew, Kenny, and Tyson rebuild Tyson's bay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kai then orders Carlos's Beyblade to be destroyed as punishment. <laughs> After destroying Carlos's bay, Kai's goons kidnap Kenny to use his laptop to find the ultimate bay. Tyson, <laughs> while using Google image search. No, they're forgetting that. that his laptop is the ultimate bay. Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, dizzy. Um, Tyson asks the Dragoon for guidance when, uh, when Dragoon goes right into his bay. Tyson then re-challenges Kai, and they draw. This is so stupid. So, so, um. You got all that, everybody? You got all that? You got all that squared away? I think the most important thing to understand here about this world, episode one was a lot more of, like, these are just kids playing pogs after school kind of situation. One was a little more coherent, and and Mm -hmm. it didn't kind of. I don't want to say betray the things we loved about it, but this starts to feel like they're moving towards kind of painting within the lines a little yeah. bit more. It feels yeah. more like a kid's anime you've seen before. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. It loses some of that, like, Stranger Things, kids on bikes, backyard sort of fun, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of camaraderie. And now it's like, you know, we got to unlock the new, you know, Super Saiyan <laughs> You got to unlock your disc. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got to unlock your disc now. Right, you got it. You got to unlock your disc. The other, so the other primary thing to understand about this episode is, um, there are apparently these sort of roving gangs of children Beyblade players 
that have, yes. I guess, ultimate authority in the world. Um, I, this is my this is my biggest question about the world of Beyblade. There is when okay, so there's there's a sequence where where Kenny the nerd they call the chief, uh, it goes off on his own and he gets accosted by two uh, asshole kids in the middle of the street. And it's so way, funny. No, we got to stop because he's walking down the street and he they shoot their tops to like yes. Into the, in, <laughs> this in is what that. Uh, yeah, they well, don't uh, shoot him with the tops. That's, oh, what, I was, get to that's that. what I was trying okay, to say. I'm so sorry. I'm so, 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 so they sorry. fucking approach him with the tops. Like, uh, my biggest question about this universe is why doesn't anybody just fucking throw hands? Why does nobody just punch someone? Because it seems uh-huh. like a, like all conflict. It's, they don't even know how to do it as, without, be- no, without that's, their uh-huh. bays. While it lacks kind of any kind of uh, – it does throw you out of the world a little bit, especially when – when the chief is completely thwarted in his path by two Beyblades in the sidewalk, um, <laughs> there is something really fun about the fact that nobody's capable of violence. Their only yeah. way to get through their like all of this like pent up toxic boy rage is to play it <laughs> is to bay it out, <laughs> is to take it out in the bay ring. Yeah. Also, later at the very end of the episode, when uh, the 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 friend squad is confronting Kai at his abandoned warehouse all of when he hangs in the rafters when he's all of his thugs goon his thug goons point their like primed bay blades with the (laughs) rip cords at the butt guns yeah (laughs) all right nobody fucking move (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna drop a plastic top on the Uh, ground we're all gonna let it rip on you so hard (laughs) (laughs) like hold on all right all right you guys no need to do anything drastic god it's it's amazing. amazing. It's so amazing. I just it's it's really fun that no one no one no one has the concept of violence, right? But it's like when we see there there's a scene that we mentioned in the in the synopsis where uh, at the end of last episode Tyson Tyson Granger, our main character, he beat this guy named Carl Carlos. And Carlos has to get punished by his gang for failing. Yes. yes. And their punishment is not to beat him up. Their punishment is to restrain him while they use their bays to bust his bay. Like, <laughs> they just yes. shatter his blade. It's kind of horrific. It's so weird. And he and he reacts as though he's being physically hurt when they shatter no. his blade. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which I guess I guess brings me to another like topic of conversation, which is the fact that Beyblades you can use either half of that word to describe the same thing. They interchangeably mm-hmm. call their tops blades or bays, and it's or Beyblades or Beyblades. It's very odd, uh, kind of fun linguistically, but just very very strange. Uh, even yeah. though the, the synopsis exclusively used bay, and it just made me giggle. <laughs> yes, it's really funny. Bay by itself is just is just silly. Just- it's fucking nothing. Especially, I mean, in English, especially, I'm sure it's not quite as ludicrous in Japanese, but uh, Beyblade is just, especially when they, that's the word they're selling. That's their sort of like, yeah. you know, that's their, <laughs> that's their metadata. That's the one that they're going with. And, <laughs> it's Beyblade. Uh, also, you split them apart and even together, it doesn't mean, no part no, of Bay uh, or Blade or Beyblade means the spinning top. Like, no. The, it's not like blade tops or whatever, you know, like blade spinners. Like, okay, you know, you get some part of it that describes what it is, but it's all I mean, they do. They do look like they are equipped with actual razor blades. Just kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. They kind of do. They kind of do. It looks really freaky. Like, like maybe these kids shouldn't be playing with them. Uh huh. Like when you duct tape a knife on a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't trust that Roomba. <laughs> uh the 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 actual stuff i mean the the action this episode is not hard to describe tyson loses to kai as kai shows up in schools and he busts his blade and then kai needs to get a new blade to go back and fight them again and that is essentially just his old blade he just puts it back together yeah uh the the important part is what we learn about bit beasts this week and will you tell us about will you tell us about bit beasts this week? <laughs> sure, I'll tell you everything I know about bit beasts, which is I guess that they're maybe demons, maybe spiritual animal guardians or something that are actual spiritual monsters that live inside these kids spinning tops. Oh, they don't just live inside, they are they're, trapped. They are trapped. <laughs> <laughs> they're words. They are trapped. Yes. 
<laughs> Cursed to live in a child's toy for all Screaming eternity. Screaming for infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, honestly, to go back to, like, the Poke Clones arc that we did, like, that feels way more Bakugan energy than it does Beyblade, or at least how it was originally... Mm like introduced like Bakugan you literally like they transported to another plane and I, watched monsters yes. fight. So I knew that the you know it, it, there's no way there's the Chekhov's gun of the of uh <laughs> of Tyson's dragon but I didn't yes. know it was going to go into the top and just be a top with a dragon spirit. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the it's kind of the lamest possible explanation. It's kind of one of it's like um you know, when I always think of when people are like, aliens built the pyramids, you're like, well, uh-huh. don't you think that's kind of the lamest possible explanation? <laughs> right. <laughs> For totally. as cool as aliens are, that's the stupidest, least interesting explanation. Yeah. And, totally. Yeah. And, and, and this feels the same. It's like when the, when the dragon spirit goes into the Beyblade, you're like, I was more interested in his weird antagonistic relationship with his family lineage as dragon uh-huh. masters than uh, <laughs> than a than a top with the spirit of a dragon uh-huh. in it. Also, what's cooler than a fucking sword? You know, like an ancient sword is awesome, and that sword yeah. is just gonna sit there for the entire show because it doesn't have a ghost in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like breaking down a you know your like family vase or something so you can use a a chip of it on your pog i don't know it's like yeah yeah, it's it's almost it's almost inconceivable to come up with a corollary because it's it's so it's so benign yeah it's so dumb it's like you don't do that you don't resist that call to adventure tyson come on everyone else is playing with their tops and you're the kid with the sword with a sword with a dragon in it like you you forge your own fucking cool path you and and your ugly ass friends and figure out how to (laughs) And figure out how to incorporate your family's dragon spirit into this, like, Beyblade thing. I love the idea that he's this sort of chosen one from a story that we're not telling. Yes. It's so much more. It's so interesting. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. But yeah, I, well, I do want to talk about, I, I I know we talked before, last time we talked about how ugly Andrew is. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a hideous the, beast. The mumps warrior. Yeah, yeah, he looks like uh he looks like um like a something got stung by a bee. Uh, he, he yeah, he looks like uh he looks like Gumby after he loses a fight and he's all he's got like Gumby puffs and <laughs> yeah. it, like he, he looks he, he looks he, like nothing. He's a nonsense monster. He looks like Robin Williams when the kid in Hook stretches his cheeks out and goes, <laughs> "There you are, Peter." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, he's terrifying. Uh, and like yeah. we said, his grandpa is very weird. We need to drop this clip of his grandpa, though. Hey, dudes! <laughs> What's up with you, my homeboys? I swear to God, we could yeah. clip drop almost every line spoken by anyone in this show for comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like um, <laughs> the line where uh, just the, the poor delivery and when the chief is yelling out Tyson's name and it sounds kind of it's like a Tyson. I really like when Tyson is uh, he, he's at the early beginning of the episode when he's accepted that Kai just completely destroyed his Beyblade and walked away. Oh, and yeah. he, he yells out, Kai, do you hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the core, the sort of like center of this episode, uh, the beast bit of it, I guess. Is that what they're called? Um, mm. The bit beast. The, the bit, bit beast. beast. Yes. Um so, because Tyson's Beyblade got <laughs> bashed, you can do it. Uh, he, they need to rebuild the 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 Beyblade, and they get and and so they 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 work on training. So he's he's doing training through the middle of the episode to to get better at. At pulling a cord and letting it go and watching a top. Uh-huh, sure, sure, right. And it's yes. just like, hey, he's been getting better, and mm, my calculations don't don't expect that you're quite as good as you're going to need to be to to defeat him. And it's... Uh, yeah, there's uh, making him, he's course. making improvement. Uh, <laughs> and what exactly? Yeah, there's a, there's a part of it that's... It hits this paint-by-numbers bit where, you know... Because they need to establish that he's not as good as he needs to be so that he can charge off into danger anyway, right? Yes. Right, uh, right. He can, but there's no danger because it's just Beyblade. So it's so funny. <laughs> Andrew spends literally 
almost five minutes on screen trying to talk Tyson out of going to a Beyblade fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the stakes are life and death. <laughs> you, and it's just, you, your Beyblade might get knocked over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet, the show pivots to having actual stakes pretty yes. quickly. And this is where it really starts to break. I was going to say immersion, but I don't know if that's the right word. I guess all sense of reality maybe is closer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where where they? I thought they were just going to take the chief's laptop, his horny laptop. Oh um, yes, who was not nearly as she wasn't quite as horny this episode. Although no. she did no. mention uh, no. Oh, what does she say? She I guess she just coyly asks for more batteries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but she was like, "Gee, I was beginning to think you didn't like me anymore." <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. It's like this high maintenance. I, actually, actually, I know you were trying to make another point, but like I have to interject here. I learned something new this time around through Beyblade. Good. That that character is a full dub invention. I love it. I love the horny computer. She's so funny. <laughs> the, the, I'm pretty sure the computer doesn't even talk in doesn't the original. Talk. They've Incredible. just like they've just like lingered on shots of her so that like she can give the exposition rather than uh, rather than the chief giving it. I think so. Like weird because the yeah. Pokedex was so hot. The Pokedex was so hot, uh, right. and so they wanted Remember to make how the it Pokedex really always hot. wanted to fuck ass. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. um. So, so yeah, I was expecting they were just going to take the computer, right? Yeah. And at first I was like, are they going to kidnap him? No, they're going to kid. They're just going to take his computer. Cause that'd be crazy if they actually just kidnapped a person. Yeah. They can't. And then yes, actually, um, yeah, they did. They did kidnap the chief and his computer and they tie him up on a chair. And these are children who tied him up in a warehouse. That's a thing we've now seen a bit in, in our, in the animes we've watched on the show is, a show with, I has like and like you, I hesitate that this the show is is uh, you know embroiled in reality uh, or realism, mm-hmm. but in a show that has, it didn't feel it still felt kind of extreme for child kidnapping, yeah, to just just exist, and this, this yeah. is not the first time we've seen kids resort to kidnapping in an anime with where that is not appropriate. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, well, I think the kidnap move, at least, you know, in writing, is a really easy, easy, easy way it's to really add stakes. Easy. It's yeah, so it's... easy. The weakest among you has been kidnapped. You must go get them back. It's like the it's like the, 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 the most useful and shitty tool in the toolbox for anime and any. But story, they're willing really. they're willing to go there in shows that I don't think have the ball. Like they're the, uh, if there was a comparative Western show, I don't think. You could just have a person be kidnapped in, in an American right. uh-huh. American made Beyblade. But it wouldn't make any sense. The difference is that when it happens in in other shows like say Pokemon, it's uh-huh. Team Rocket doing it. It is yeah. it is a team of evil adults who do <laughs> yeah. this, who have some kind of power or authority or some kind of like advantage in age. Yeah. These are other children. Yeah, I know. That's become, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. This is this is these are what I would just love, what I would love, and it would never do it, but to see Kai and his goons suddenly, like, they're they're in their warehouse and, like, pontificating about the nature of Beyblades or whatever, and then, like, Kai is like, I have to go. I must attend my brother's clarinet recital. <laughs> well, and, and there, 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 there's something fun about a a a ceiling on the stakes that they, they don't obey. But imagine if the show was... I guess had a harder stance on reality. Like you can't kidnap a kid. Cause then Tyson can just call the real police. And so yeah, my right. friend's been, my friend's been legit kidnapped. I uh-huh. like the idea that. And then they all pull out their cr- Beyblades and the police are like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> just light them up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Not that they, I, I like the restriction of not being able to break human laws. Uh, yeah, for fear of for fear of true repercussions, whether that's a teacher or the real police for kidnapping. <laughs> um, it, nonetheless, uh, it's true. The show is is not is not steeped in reality, and I don't want to get I don't want to uh, beat the beat the beat the horse uh, blue over um, something that is not a, a huge problem. Beat it for, at Beyblade. <laughs> beat the beat it at Beyblade. Um, 
it is it makes sense in the context of the show it's like it this is not a show that that adheres to to a uh, a strict reality no and whatever reality it has is significantly heightened so it's all legit i just it it does it does kind of kill a little bit of the magic it had in the first episode. I yep. guess that's the real right. complaint. I think around when the ghosts start fighting, um, <laughs> when the ghosts inside their plastic toys start fighting. Yeah, that does indeed happen. Uh, wait, okay, so I know we, we should probably get the fuck out of Beyblade soon, but like when they're doing their fight, the, it goes on for a really long time for a top fight. Uh, those tops really spin a long time. <laughs> But and they've have to, they have to like vamp. <laughs> Go, yeah. Dronzer! <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like yelling commands. Like it sounds like he's yelling. Battle commands. on, like, Dronzer! Battle on, Dronzer! Yeah, battle on, Dronzer! Like, what are you doing? Like, it's a top. But I mean, I know, I know that I can say it's a top. But then there's a ghost in it. So like, uh, you know, everything I say is invalid. And then when the ghosts <laughs> come out of the tops and just sort of like do some like ancient Japanese painting almost where they're like spinning around each other. And like, they come in and start 69ing basically. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happens. And then it's a draw because both of them were satisfied. Uh, <laughs> they're sucking and fucking all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, oh, I mean, it is a draw and they get to leave uh, with their bays intact. Uh, but it does kind of look like when Kai wanders off, like his was cracked. Is that, was that crazy? I yeah, didn't I notice, but there was the impl- I got the impression he sort of lost at least he lost face for not winning. Yes, definitely. Um and one of the last things we hear uh I, I want I want your opinion on Tyson says, "Don't sweat it. Next time I meet up with that Woosh Kai, I'll show him who's king of the blades." And yeah, <laughs> yeah he calls him a Woosh. Yeah, he I calls him a it. Woosh and then claims to be king of the blade. <laughs> and I really like the title King of the Blade, but I don't know what whoosh means. <laughs> I don't either. That's a weird one. <laughs> Fuck me. It's, uh, yeah. It's wicked. It's wicked is what it is, is we've learned <laughs> yes. that it's, it's wicked. Can we, can we end on, that, on those closing words <laughs> from the show? You sure hit the nail on the head, Chief. It's wicked. Hey Andy, hi. We're we're earning some money. We're okay. we're back. We're back doing that mid roll. That mid roll part where we ask for dollars. But yeah, you know how it goes. We've been doing it for a while. I yeah. don't even know why I go on about how it works. <laughs> but sometimes you never know. Somebody's going to be tuning into our show. Not just our show, any show for the very first time, and they're going to yeah. be completely unaware of the ad the advertising machine that has incorporated itself in every aspect of american life so i just like to give a quick little reminder we are nothing but you know corporate bootlickers and uh now on with the ad uh andy could you tell everybody about boost your goose Mm, yes yes absolutely crank 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 that's the sound of me the capitalist cog turning into machine uh booster goose is kind of a uh, it's it's a new it's a new sort of initiative from Comcast and Xfinity. They've uh, they really made waves last month, as you all know, by sending every Comcast subscriber uh, their own goose. Uh, you you all got one in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it turn out they they send it to you unboosted? Yes, yes. So so th- what they won't tell you, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going a little against the the company line here. That's the that's the corporate machine. I, I, I've jumped out and shuddering to a halt. The gears, those rusty gears, grinding Andy into his into its yeah. into a, a, a fine pulp. <laughs> so so the problem is when when Comcast sent you your goose. They they have artificially shrunk your goose's uh, output. Like the, like his maximum output, the throughput of your goose has been uh, has been completely shuttered. Yeah, and they they did not tell you. They didn't tell you that they were putting caps on your goose. 
And now they want to flip it around. Comcast, Big Daddy Comcast wants to flip it around and 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 tell all their their customers, oh, for just another twenty to thirty dollars a month, we can boost your goose. Well, guess what? They're not boosting your goose. They're just giving you the the full extent of the goose that they already sent you. It was it, it was locked down. Uh, so so actually, this is an ad for me goose breaking. Uh, I have written a program to, to jailbreak your goose. Oh. And uh, if you go to our website on sadamtuesdays.com and you type in secret password there, you will be able to download an exe file that you can just kind of feed to your goose. What kind of, what, tell us about the features that the goose has. Uh, yeah, so your goose as normal when sent to you by Xfinity was just sort of walking around and making problems in your house and sort of ripping things up and maybe once in a while scaring an intruder because geese are terrifying. Uh, with a boosted goose, or I would call a jailbroken goose, uh, that goose will now be able to do your homework. It'll be able to fly around the room. It'll actually start pooping again instead of just slowly eating food and ballooning out to a size that's completely unmanageable until it explodes, which then they'll tell you is your fault, and then you'll have to pay for a new goose. Uh, they've really just they've, they've unlocked all of the normal exciting features of a goose. I've got a question. Since this is Comcast... Um, and the Comcast Goose. Um, yeah. Uh, how will this affect the bill? Well, that was a really fun ad, everybody, until uh, <laughs> <laughs> until it sort I of... I heard it cures your diseases. <laughs> the unlocked Goose can definitely cure your diseases. Not very serious ones, right? I mean, like, you know, they're keeping the, the cure to AIDS for just the, the elites, you know? I mean, just the CEO of Comcast gets that one. The cancer Does cure, it cetera, does TurboTax? Does it true he knows TurboTax? Goose knows TurboTax. <laughs> With a boosted Goose, he will do your taxes. That horrible American tax code, the Goose will just fucking navigate it like a pro. So I guess what I'm really saying here is that Consumers should really get control of their geese again, and Comcast is just trying to fuck you. Now they make you buy a router. Pretty soon they're going to make you buy a duck to keep the goose company, and that's just bullshit because geese are totally fine on their own. So, Is it true the goose will talk to your girlfriend while you play Halo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that it goose- true that the goose knows the ending to The Mandalorian? Yeah, but he's really tight-lipped about that. I haven't really been able to fix that part. Uh, he still just shakes his head and gives me a really sassy look when I ask him what happens to that little baby. You got any more, uh, Rory? <laughs> yeah, I heard the goose cooks Cajun food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not very good, though. So, yeah, fucking deal with your shit, Comcast. Uh, I'll accept your money. I, I don't imagine we're going to get any more ads for Booster Goose uh, getting any more money, but they no, already paid us. I don't us. think so. They paid us up front, so I don't mind. I'm biting the hand that feeds me, just like a goose. Is it true the goose always knows which way is north? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I I really can't smell anything, but I I have to trust that there's chocolate in here or maybe another show. So I'm going to peel open. Yeah, do it. Fucking do it. I'm going to peel open this uh, uh, almost final... Uh, advent calendar page because the last one is for Christmas. Uh, Maybe depending peeling, on the advent calendar. Depending on the advent calendar, <laughs> peeling it back. Here we go. There's Speedy Ceviche, he's the leader of the bunch. Right. A heck of a fighter, makes a heck of a lunch. And little polyester, who's never afraid of going into battle with the bad guys in vain. Here's Guido Anchovy, a wild romantic rover. This cat gets down, down with a mob hangover. Holy moly! Oh. Yeah. My samurai pizza cats, just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Mom really knows what us garage boys like. Mom knows what garage boys like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pizza, samurai, and or cats. <laughs> So uh, I'm so happy to be back in this trash fire. Oh, me too. Yeah. It, we oh. watched episode 47. And to finish off our advent calendar uh, extravaganza, oh, we watched a Christmas episode because yeah. Samurai Pizza Cats did a Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we watched, epi- we watched episode 47, The Cheese Who Stole Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And fear not, listeners, the, the synopsis is much shorter than, than Beyblade, because it goes a little something like, 
Big Cheese is having a bad Christmas, so he dresses up like Santa and gives kids masks that won't come off. (laughs) (laughs) I had to pick this one. Come on. There were a few other options. There was one about a pig from space that I almost picked, but but no, we needed to do the Christmas one and uh, get to hear singing sensation Googie Gomez sing that wonderful theme again. Ah, yes. I'm (laughs) so glad we're back in this show. Yeah. Um, we we just there's so much here. There's just this show is chaos. It it truly is. Is is <laughs> we, the truest I think it's the truest form of chaos we'll ever get <laughs> in a cartoon. We last watched Samurai Pizza Cats uh during our summer of cats this year. And uh I think you know, it wasn't necessarily the best show that we watched, but I think it. Wa- I walked away with it being my favorite one. Uh, it was. It's so. It's so zany, and you you have a combination of writers trying to keep up and completely giving up, and even <laughs> and even trying to resemble coherence. Um, yeah, I think we discussed last time that it. The, it it's not necessarily a hundred percent confirmed, but I think that the prevailing idea. Uh, is based on some interviews is that they got these episodes without like English translated scripts or without, at least yeah, good without ones. translate. Yeah, that's our that's our understanding. And so they, they just have to kind rewrite of it. Yeah, they they used whatever janky scripts they got and then rewrote most of it just based on mm-hmm. what they were seeing on screen. And also you tearing tell. apart the show kind of as you know <laughs> as it happened. Yeah, <laughs> not not. I think not holding like I back. Said, I know, I know that it's a, it's a sort of pet peeve of yours that you've brought up that that they sort of shit on the show while they're while they're writing it. But I think they have to because they're not; these are not people equipped to take this footage and turn it into cinema, <laughs> right? You know? Right. They have to totally. sort of acknowledge that the product they're making is ludicrous. Yes. Uh-huh. And and I think it's you know more less of a pet peeve and more of just it creates an uneven tone. That it sometimes does. they they nail, sometimes they really do like yeah. hit it, and sometimes, man, I don't know. Well, and they so there's a, there's another show. I I again this was this was even a, only a few months ago, and I don't remember our conversation because we do this show and then it just sort of flies out of my brain. Um, but there is another show that has a similar sort of rewritten energy, which is uh, Crayon Shinchan, uh, because that. Ah. So Shinchan, they they did not completely rewrite. They had actual scripts, but so much of its humor in the original Japanese is incredibly cultural and topical. That and, makes a lot of sense because that was one that would show up on uh, Adult Swim, mm-hmm. and I hated it. And I heard it was like kind of a like a big hit, and I didn't. I was not. I was not relating those two bits of information. Like, why do I hate this thing so much? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's because they basically were like, well, we can't just translate this because nobody knows who the celebrity is that they're referencing because it's just a local Japanese thing. And so they, they for large swaths of Shinchan, they just had to rewrite American pop culture references in, which just don't it, it doesn't. It doesn't work the same way, I don't right, think. Totally. And I, I think that this show somehow, years before Shinchan was brought over, this show fucking nails it most of the time. They make a Reagan joke that I laughed at a lot. I busted up. <laughs> Fuck, that was a good joke. That was a great burn, actually. Yes. Incredible burn on Republic. I, I I only didn't love it just because it, it it kind of reads like a boomer, like a like a two panel comic strip. Oh yeah, it it's is, like Boondocks. It is, not Boondocks. It is, it's like it's like uh what what one of those? Or, it's like no, Doonesbury. That's also a good one. What are the um, what's the married couple? The shitty the married Lockhorns? couple. It's like um, Lockhorns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the exception that it is uh it's a salient point, and I didn't <laughs> expect I didn't expect a. Uh, hard jab at Reaganomics from Hollywood in <laughs> 2001. Yeah. No, this one, this one's earlier, right? This was brought yeah, yeah, over. 90s. This 80s was brought so over okay. to the, this was brought to the North American continent. I don't know when it aired here. It definitely aired in, in Canada first in 1993. Um, it's a 1990, 91 anime. Holy shit. I yeah. had no idea it was that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How come that? doesn't come shopping he'd rather stay home and wait for the trickle-down theory to start working oh yeah that that line could have gone anywhere i was kind of bracing when you have like mommy why why is it daddy here like boy that's a setup for just uh-huh. about uh, <laughs> yeah any, any it, possible thing you're about to say is 
And and speaking of their of their Reagan dig, there is another joke that oh. I don't know if it's for the parents. I have to imagine that's the only possible audience that's going to be getting it. Yes. Uh, they name drop Timothy Leary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, inventor of LSD. Yes. <laughs> to give this to give this a tiny bit of context, the the main problem in this in this episode is that the big cheese, the horrible rat who is just a, you know, a big wig in little Tokyo and and always causes all the problems. He uh is go is like full grinch because he didn't get any good presents or like any presents. And uh he is Because Santa's in, Santa is legit real in this in this universe. <laughs> Make that clear. There's a yeah, real right. Santa and he chews not to give presents to the big cheese. Yeah, it, it's not. It, it, not everyone believes in him for sure. Like that's definitely like part of it. Like uh, the the two male pizza cats don't necessarily take Santa seriously the way that polyester does. Um, but yeah, Santa is canonical, and he hates big cheese. I guess and <laughs> and so big cheese is like digging through his stocking looking for anything, and uh, the only person in there is geriatric, the the old crow man. And <laughs> who's like Russian-ish? I can't, I can't quite peg his accent. He might be German. It, it's weird. Yeah, it's like a, a sort it's a of very like, yeah Europe. He's a Europe man. He's a man from Europe, from the coasts of Europe. And he, after after briefly having a moment where it kind of seems like again these two are dating, like hardcore, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like pretty intense. He he like shakes it <laughs> like he like he shakes out of it as if it's sort of like oh he's momentarily had a crazy like oh I had I had one of my gay episodes, and then says oh, oh, I don't care how low the price is. That's definitely the last time I eat Timothy Leary birdseed. And that's it, wild. That's absolutely yeah. so weird to say in a cartoon like this. Yeah, the show is really strange in the way that it it feels like both the gayest cartoon of the '90s and also the straightest. Like because yeah. there are these moments of weird, like boomery leching that happen uh-huh. with the the male characters on the female pizza cats. Um, that happens every now and then. But then also you have like more. It feels less like weird homophobic humor and more just like trying to just get content under the radar i don't know like like uh, he sings the it doesn't feel, song. It, it, yeah it doesn't quite feel homophobic it it just it's we are kind of poking fun at their strange villain cartoon relationship yeah but yeah if they were gay that's not the punchline so it, no it's exactly kind of, it's kind of it's it's kind of embroiled in a lot of layers yeah yeah but it's it's definitely present, I think, so far in every episode we've seen. It's like uh-huh. deeply present and being sort deeply of actively present. like actively being, you know, they're doing stuff with it. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think there might even be a little more in the Japanese and they're just sort of doing a, a like slightly less version of it for the for the English dub. Uh, I think I was when I was looking through episodes to find uh, to for us to watch, I was potentially having us do one where like there's a period of time where uh where big cheese cross dresses and i think they in the dub play it off like it's oh he was cast in sound of music but in the original he's just no he's just canonically a guy who likes to cross dress you know sure. what i mean like right they, so they do a little bit of hedging but they like like we said like it's definitely not malicious what's happening and it doesn't feel like they're trying to cover it up like they did in card captors it's just like yeah let's play with it a little bit He's definitely like these two are definitely blushing at each other. That's yeah. what's happening on screen. Yeah. I ship it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're fun. Big cheese and geriatric forever. Um, <laughs> but the, the the big thing that he does is he dresses up like Santa Claus and flies around. Uh, and I think with the with the aim of sullying Santa's good name. Uh, and he has all these packages that he throws down to the kids below, full of masks with super glue on. <laughs> <laughs> and they have all these kids are just so excited about Santa Claus that they all just immediately throw the mask on. <laughs> and then they're all I just crying. That, so, so the thing is, though, that like there, there are kids in the crowd. It's it's kind of complicated, but. There's full adults that are kind of embroiled, like I already used embroiled. There's full adults that are all like in this crowd and they're just as excited for presents and they're just as quick to put the mask on and they all start, all of the grown ups also start like, 
you know, scream crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, the idea of the main um like threat of the episode being that your face is super glued to a mask is <laughs> maybe one of the most like actually terrifying, incredible <laughs> problems that more than some sort of threat of like blowing up with people or which oh. people are fine, like nobody's gonna die, but it's like to have your face super glued to a piece of plastic is is like terrifying. Yeah, that sucks. It's effective. <laughs> uh, this show is also a, a huge uh, pun machine and Big Cheese, as he flies off laughing, he says, The day Santa Claus made the whole town lose face. And it, it got kind of a, a ha out of me when he said it. Uh-huh. I, th- I think the uh, the history we've already spoken on about how it was rewritten lends itself to pun style humor. Like, yeah, we're not going to get we're not going to get character jokes. We're and we're not going to get multi line jokes. These one liners are, are yep. kind of their bread and butter. Yeah. No, we're going to get anecdotes about the movie industry. <laughs> we're going to get like <laughs> everybody in their producers got a gift. And everyone yeah. in their producer's family has a gift. Uh-huh. Uh, and like there's a there's an establishing shot where the narrator's like, here's where I'm supposed to say animated conversation, but I'm not going to record that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. They I think they beat the horse way too much. But, you know, when they make a good one, I still laugh at it quite a lot. Like it's it's charming. It's just, you know, it's like that person that like comes to the party and they're just on and you're like, I think you're fun, but I don't want to spend more time with you. Uh-huh. I think I think the issue is that it, being self-retrol is great and being self-deprecating is great. But the lineage of this show makes it hard to enjoy the self-deprecation because it feels like they're it's a kind dunk. of given up. It's a dunk on. Yeah, they're not really trying. They're just giving up. They're like, yeah. oh, this show is bad. We're we hate our lives having to well, write it's, it. it's what happens where you trade um a few quick laughs for the chance to ever find any emotional investment whatsoever yeah, totally right you lose that for a few jokes of like hey how's that sleigh flying i don't know magic uh who cares i have to i can't wait any longer i, I can't wait any longer we have to talk about the robot that shows up so oh okay well i just okay there is a one-off, something else there's a one-off line that just a crowd interchange where there is becomes a fight between. So the Samurai Pete's guts are sent out after after the, the nasty fake Santa. Um, and so they're wearing Santa suits. So there's like a battle of the Santas. And when the three Santas arrive on the pagoda to challenge oh, yes. um, the, the dirty bird, um, <laughs> uh, somebody in the crowd says, Hey, I didn't know Santa was triplet. the implications of that line Uh uh-huh it's like seeing it's like seeing three tom cruises and going i didn't know tom cruise was triplets yeah yeah (laughs) it's kid logic executed perfectly Uh it's lovable Mm -hmm. yeah but so so they have a fight basically yeah, there's a fight. Uh, Bad Bird is is the the head of the Crow Ninjas, which is a horrible name, but that's the name that we're stuck with. His name is Bad Bird, and he like Bad Bird, especially <laughs> like early '90s. If this, I didn't re- like I said, I had forgotten the show was this was this old. Uh, it's such a clear pun on Big Bird, probably. Well, I don't know that it's a clear. It's pun, potentially, but it feels, yeah, feels referential to Sesame Street in the height of the street. Mm-hmm. And. He, as as I think he does pretty much every week, it's usually Bad Bird with the giant robots. The giant robot of the week shows up and it is <laughs> it. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell we, we should talk about what you guys responded to it first, because then I'll tell you what I researched when I went and found the Japanese here. But this robot is just a big man. <laughs> it's just a gross guy. Right. With like Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> yeah, he he looks like he's supposed to be a racist caricature, but there's so many hats that I can't tell if it's just a lot of goofy design uh-huh. all sort of mishmash together. Hat, like a physical party a, hat. A real party hat. Yeah. It's just <laughs> really hard to tell if I should be offended. I'm 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 not I don't know. It's I can tell so you many that things. I think I, I can tell you that I think you're not supposed to be. Okay. So I'll tell you that. 
this is a caricature, not a uh, but not of not a not a race based one. Uh, so, all right. So yes, this giant man is here, and he attacks. Uh, he's got one of those. And here again, this is part of the research that I did because now now this is separate. I could not remember what you call these things. They're like little blowy things that you put in your mouth at celebrator celebration times. What do you guys call them? Yeah, like a little streamer, like a little party whistle. So, <laughs> so okay. So Wikipedia has all these names listed as possible names for this thing: party horn, party blower, party pipe, party elephant, party blowout, party noisemaker, or blow tickler. Oh, the blow tickler. I don't know which one of those. Is, well, no, it's blow tickler. Sorry. That one is the most sexual. So it's a big man with a blow tickler. And then at some point, Speedy Cerviche takes out his, you know, fucking blades or whatever and cuts his head open. And from the inside, not unlike Athena out of Zeus, this this woman jumps comes from a, this. Comes a, comes a boss lady golf monster with, yeah. a, uh, with a duck a with duck mouth. Duck. Yeah, it's, it's some sort of silly beak. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she attacks by playing golf. It, well, she also attacks by... I, it felt, again, like I was supposed to be reading into this, but I couldn't I couldn't draw a line <laughs> from the thing that I was seeing to any negative connotations. Uh-huh. But she has a box of needles that she also uses as weapons. Yeah, very and a, weird. a large pot of soybeans, I believe. Here's what I'll say. I don't have anything to tell you that's going to give you any sort of big epiphanies. What I will tell you is this. When I when I went to the Japanese episode, there is a, a name that he is called, which is Oyaji Sango, which translates as something like father number three or daddy number three. Oh, <laughs> daddy and three. I, it, that raised a question that I wasn't willing to go farther on because a there's no uh, there's no real samurai pizza cats like wiki that's helpful online, but well at least for the Japanese stuff right. But it kind of made me assume that maybe he's thrown a couple daddy robots out previous to this. Maybe hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. The thing is, this is called Daddy Number Three. But oh, but, I but see. immediately Speedy calls him a drunkard. So it seems like this robot is just a caricature of like a middle-aged drunk Japanese Like man. a party, like a party drunk. Yes. Maybe because, a party blower. Yes, because then immediately <laughs> Bad Bird orders him to use his party attack. And so that's weird, right? Like, uh, but it kind of, it, it, it shapes what we're looking at a so little bit. So they've made a robot of drunk uncle is what kind of, what <laughs> yeah, is what we're looking at. And and for all of the world, I can't explain why the woman has a beak, but she's supposed to be his daughter. And she jumps out and they call her uh, essentially Daddy's Girl 3. <laughs> and <laughs> for every daddy, there will be one girl. <laughs> to every daddy, there is born a girl. She alone will have the power. You know, I miss Daddy's Girl 3, but I did watch Daddy's Girl 4 and 5. <laughs> but... It's so weird. She like full on Ojo-sama <laughs>, laughs as she golfs. And when she does the edamame stuff, she yells out like, I don't even remember. In the English, she yells out, Nothing like a little home cooking to make sure you get your vitamins. Eat your pain. <laughs> uh, but, but it's weird. It's weird. So like my only context I can offer you is that they're a daddy and his daughter. And it feels very much like a scathing social commentary that I have no context for. Yeah, like sure. I said, they look like they're supposed to be offensive, but I can't pin it down. <laughs> yes, yes. It was it was the most fascinating thing that I've seen on a show that we've watched for our podcast in months, I think. Uh, I, was, I was so perplexed by this. Hey, Andy, can we play the narrator clip? <laughs> she's pretty, she's evil. Let's face it, she's pretty evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so it's so strange to me that these robots would be deployed in an episode about Christmas when they seemingly have absolutely nothing to do with the theme at hand. And There's like no... golfing, golfing and needles and beans. Yes. <laughs> you know, do, you know, daughter things. This is a du- <laughs> this is a dub edition. But her final line is uh, a Tweety Bird ripoff. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't sure if that was to to pay off her weird mouth. If the well, writers. It's so it's, weird. It doesn't. It's so weird because she's clearly not a bird, other than this odd mouth. <laughs> she, she has this odd mouth, and I. It's unexplained. It's not used as sort of any sort of robotic power. 
No. She's just got a weird looking mouth that's semi beak like. And then says a Tweety Bird line later, and I don't know what well, to do with that information. <laughs> what it what it feels very much like is that our experience that we had watching it is similar to the p- experience that the dialogue writers had watching it, where they said, yeah, I have might, no yeah, idea I what to know. do with this. <laughs> I guess we write a beak line. <laughs> God, it was so fucking weird and wonderful to watch. Uh, yeah, let's 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 wrap up the plot on this because it's a very entertaining ending. Yes, um, please do. So, at, just as as they've sort of defeated the the bad robots and such, and have remembered that they're in a Christmas episode, <laughs> um, they suddenly we see who we think is the real Santa flying overhead, uh, sprinkling magic dust. Yeah, uh, you like anti, anti, uh-huh. Oh, I thought it. I thought the. I thought it was like an like an anti super glue dust. Well, it, it is. is, but yeah, we don't learn that until later. We, it feels. We see, a, it, it looks like. It feels a lot like the uh, the ho ho in episode one of Pokemon. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, it does exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but we we think it's Santa's magic, sort of spreading across the land and un- releasing the glue. <laughs> uh, from these masks, and so it's, suddenly they're all saved by Santa. <laughs> Santa's Arctic spores that <laughs> <laughs> fall from the hooves of his reindeer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we pan up and we see that it is actually a, a ploy by uh, Big, Big Al Dente. Big Al Dente, who's another character. Uh, I don't know if we met in the other episode. We never really spend much time with him. He kind of gives the Pizza Cats their missions. Ah, He's like the Charlie to their angels. I see. I see. Well, so it's actually Al Dente and the uh, the like other pizza cat who does the shoots them from a gun. Yes. (laughs) Francine. 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 Yeah. Um, And they are using the glue removal on on people to, to save them. And but then, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then this this Santa Matryoshka doll uh, goes up another layer, and suddenly we pan over to the clouds. Um, in the way one might imagine God or Jesus to be sort of a Christian God to be sitting around looking over his kingdom, and it's it's the real Santa, um, who got a real painterly brush, or like the DreamWorks fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> And he is, he is instead, he is sort of surveying over the kingdom of man and smiling just giggling uh, at, at the charity of, of these I, people. I had thoughts. So it's on brand for the absurdity of this show. I don't think that necess. I didn't look. I don't think it was a, a Western edition, but it does ha- also have an air of like, we can't. S- we can't show not Santa in a Christmas episode. <laughs> He's got a. Don't you think? Don't you think? Doesn't it? The absurdity is so is so solidified in this show that I didn't question it. But it does kind of feel like an addition, like a Western edition. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It, fe- it feels that way. I'm I'm on the episode. I can confirm to you that in Japanese he's there, and he says something along the lines of. Uh, well, the real Santa didn't get to show up, but that's okay. It ended okay. <laughs> and then he flies off. Uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a beautiful show. What a wonderful little thing. Uh, I missed it. I, I, I'm so glad we came back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, should we wrap it up? Wow, how long are you? Wrap it on that? up. <laughs> All right, we watched two more Advent calendar shows. Sorry, actually, I should I should really. I should. We watched two more Advent <laughs> calendar shows here in the garage, and uh, I had a really good time. I think I last- say it garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had a really good time here in the garage, and uh, we've now we've now watched six secret cartoons. How fun! Uh-huh. And- yeah, and. You know, you know what we normally do during this time. I do. Is, uh, we think about kind of how our shows benefited, uh, how we, well, what we've come away from watching this again, come back to, to it. <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't uh, fully express my thoughts in the in in the fun garage accent that we love. Yeah, yeah, um, right. And for uh, so I, I got, I was able to wring some more enjoyment out of Beyblade. But it, it did not have the it didn't have the magic sauce. I don't know if, yeah. it, if the 
no. if uh, if that's a failure of episode two or if the show continues down this track. I, I, I just can't say. I have a pretty good good feeling I, that the show I, continues I, I, <laughs> down I, That this would be track. my guess. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Yeah, we were we were wowed because they hadn't really gotten to the whole the whole story yet in episode one, I think. And we were still yeah. left with this sort of more mundane approach to a genre that was full of right. over the top bullshit. Well, it it was kind of it was kind of a Schrodinger's show where like we saw the promise of something that could be like hilariously weird. Uh, but before we observed it, you know, all possibilities were real. And, <laughs> That's true. And a, a good show lived in our minds. And I think now we opened the box and we found just more shonen bullshit. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be that way forever. I don't I don't have trust that Beyblade ever has good parts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, just watch this arc. Like, I don't think that's real. I don't think that exists, <laughs> Beyblade fans. <laughs> watch the um, Infinity Terror arc. It really. <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats kind of so aggressively defies categorization that it's always yeah. fun with enough time in between. I don't know. Yeah. I could. I don't know that I could do an arc of Samurai Pizza Cats. It, it, I think it would be too much chaos. Yeah. <laughs> right. Invited totally. into my life. Well, imagine I'm pretty positive that this, when this aired, it was every weekday in America. Like Ugh. that's too much. That uh-huh. is a, that yeah. is too much. This show needs to have a week in separation. It is right. certainly now, a show I would love to see again from time to yes. time. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to sort of occasionally pop back to it. I think I think that's fair. But because it is a show that because it is through so many babblefish layers, it can't really have a formula because right. every week these writers are solving kind of an impossible problem and yeah. you know, they can't really do the same thing every week. Well, and, and yeah. that being said, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to act like there aren't formulaic elements to the show itself because it's worse than sailor moon in terms of having animation that they reuse every week. There are two distinct long sequences oh, that gosh. get redone. Yeah. We didn't talk about the fact they, they do their sailor moon transformation and you see their sort of like parts of their armor fly off because they're already they always wear their armor. Yeah, and it is replaced with identical armor. I yeah, know. And it's basically so exactly funny. the same. It's exactly <laughs> the same. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. So there's there's it's an 18 minute show in a 21 minute show's space of time. Like there are easily, I think, three minutes of footage that's the same every time. And maybe they give different narration over top of it in the dub. But like, yeah, it's it's a, you know, at its core, it's a pretty unremarkable Japanese show that's kind of funny. Samurai Pizza Cats is a very remarkable, strange piece of English content. And I'm always there for it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ma, have you seen Samurai Pizza Cats? Have you seen this? You no! see, they shoot the cats out of a gun. <laughs> is that what uh, is that one of your funny shows? <laughs> uh, we have one. I mean, it's gonna before you listen to another episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, it will be Christmas, and you know that's interesting. But we are gonna still do a Christmas special next week after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very excited. I actually don't even really know what we're watching. Austin's sort of the 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 ruler over here on that. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm so in a way, it's kind of nice. still secret. I'm picking something that I like, and uh, I just wanna wanna watch it. Yeah, and um, we all know how rarely he gives us that gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I would really like is to not see you again all week. In fact. <laughs> I'd like to to see you next Tuesday.